Good afternoon. Welcome to our May 10th, 2023 Community Readiness Podcast. Today with me, I brought Animal Welfare Officer Chris Bowman. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me, Chief. Absolutely. Uh, Chris came to us after a 25-year career at the Detroit Fire Department. Uh, spent there, rose to the rank of sergeant, correct? Correct. What was it like being a Detroit fireman? Um, well, I, I grew up in the city. My, fa my father was a fireman. Um, his brother was, my uncle was a fireman. My younger brother's a fireman in Detroit. And then my youngest son just come on the job. But it was, it was a life, um, childhood dream of mine to be a, a fireman. Um, I just admired, like, you know, my dad, the work that he did. And I wanted to follow in his footsteps, and I did. So, yeah. and it kind of trickled down. So, 25 years there, probably saw some. Saw a lot of, yeah. A lot of stuff, huh? Interesting things, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it helped a lot of people, too, so. That's good. Um, we joke with you because when you hired on to with us back on October 31st of this year, uh, we put you through the background check, just like we do a police officer. Right. Um, and we learned a lot about you, but what, what made you want to come to Bloomfield Township? You know, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about, I didn't know a lot about the township until I got here. Um, it. It's not easy getting an animal uh, welfare job or animal control job. So you guys were hiring. I applied. And then when I got here, th thank God you hired me. I, re I really appreciate it. But um, I, it's just it's a beautiful township. And I really enjoy working here. Yeah. Was, excellent opportunity. Yeah. And we joke with you because you told all your guys when you're retiring, you want to be a dog catcher. When I, I want to be one since I've been a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and now you are one. I am one. It's your second, I love it. yeah, I love it. it's your second career, and, and you've been a great addition to our team here. Thank you. But one of those things we talked about in other podcasts, too, is the family feel we hear, have here in our in our agency. And, you know, being an animal control officer, an animal welfare officer, you're, you're part of that family. And I feel like I, I felt that way as soon as I walked in the door. I just got that feel. Just, you know, you, you get a feel when you... You know, being in, in the industry, whatever, I've been, you know, not a lot of departments, but, you know, visited a lot of departments, but this one I got a really good. Yeah. And before you were, for. yeah. And before you were a fireman, you served in the uh, Coast Guard. Yeah. I was at a small boat, small search and rescue station out in Montauk, Long Island, at the very tip in Montauk Point. So life of service between your family, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Long history. And, yes, sir. You know, congratulations. Your daughter graduated CMU on uh, Saturday of last week. Yeah. And then my other son, my oldest son, graduated in December from CMU. They went up there together. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't so, know that yeah. one. So and then uh, your youngest son, Nick, is now a... Uh, Andrew. Andrew, I'm sorry. Yeah. Nick uh, is a fireman following dad, grandpa, yeah. uncle's footsteps. Loves it. He loves yeah, it. Good. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So you said you wanted to be a dog catcher since you were a little kid. Yeah. Why? I, I, what what I, made that? I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. There's no rhyme or reason for it. I just have a. You know. I've always had a love for animals. I, I, lo I like dogs, and um, it just interested me for for whatever reason that might be. But yeah, and here you are. Yeah. So you got to be. You know, yeah. I, I, I think it's more of a love for animals and helping animals. So. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about that. You, you started off. Is it what you expected? Um, there, there's a, actually a lot more to it. There's a, there's a lot of wildlife out here, and there's a, there's a lot of things to know. I, I I've learned a lot in the last six months, but I have a lot to learn still. Yeah, it takes a lot to become certified. Yeah, you know, I don't know if our residents realize or the public realizes, but you have to actually have certifications to be an animal welfare or animal control officer. You got to have uh, a, within the state. Right. You got to have a. You got to submit a hundred combined hours of um, sixty hours of animal control and then 60 or 50 hours of um animal care so 
and you kind of started out with a bang here right away, right? Um, it, obviously, we still have Laura Joyce, who works a part-time for us. You know, Laura retired um, from our agency a couple years ago, but spent many years, uh, over 20 years here as an animal control officer as well. Yeah, she's very, she knows and, a lot. Yeah, and, and we have a great volunteer crew as well. But uh, most notably, I think you were on the news probably within the what, first two months working here for the... Uh, Oh, the, uh, the, yeah, with the deer. The deer with the, the bucket on its head. Let's right. talk about that for a minute. Cause we learned as an agency and, as, you know, as new coming into this job, we learned a lot about that um, and the things we can and can't do when we find a deer in distress like that. Um, we worked closely with the DNR. Uh, there was other rescue groups who we found out really um, later on through the DNR and their education process that there's a process behind what we do when we run into an animal right. such as that. It, well, basically, I got a call from the sergeant uh, um, for Oakland County, and he basically said, like, that's, I won't mention the name of the organization, but, you know, they they were just there to help, whatever, but um, they were baiting the deer. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. They put the net up. You're not supposed to drop a net on, a, uh, on, on the deer and then have six people jump on it. But that was the only way to take care of the situation. Right. So there's, uh, so, but my point of bringing that up is there's actually rules and regulations and there, laws there, there that is, right. really, really protect our wildlife. And while we know for every intention, this group was here to help us, and they did help us, and the outcome right. is what it is, and the deer was able to survive. But we just don't want our residents trying things without consulting one with us if they if they are unsure or through the DNR when it comes to wildlife, because there are so many rules that we may not even know, um, you know, as police officers that, that you're learning as an animal control officer. Yeah, and I'm still learning, right? But pretty much anything dealing with wildlife, we're really not supposed to touch it. Yeah, so... Um, there, there, there's, like, we had an injured hawk probably about a month ago. We called, the DNR has a, um, a rehab list of volunteers, so we called the, the raptor um, rehab lady, whatever, and they came out and picked it up, but... Yeah, so there's, but there's but there's ways to do it, and, there, and we right. have ways to um, try to help animals, especially wildlife. Being part of the Bloomfield Township community, one of the things we stress to you when you you applied and going through the hiring process is how community oriented we are, how public service related for our residents that we are, um, and you've really added to that. Um, and, and, and they really appreciate it. Like they, I, I pull up and they they're, they're surprised that it came that so fast. Yeah. So I'm like, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, right. And the services that we provide. So let's start talking a little bit about the services that we provide, because um, we're we're an animal shelter. You know, we're not necessarily a rescue. Um, we'll do adoptions out, but we don't house animals or bring in animals just to to adopt out. We we provide a secure, safe environment for the animals until we can relocate right. the animal. Correct. And it's very very rare. There's not too many townships that have a actual shelter at, in their in their township. Which is good for you know for this for the residents. It is good for the residents, and you know there was a short period of time. Our, our animal shelter has been open for years. Um, I think our building was probably built in the late '70s, early '80s. Okay. Um, over there, and it's a service we've provided. When I started, you know, in 2000, we had, I believe, at that time we had four animal welfare officers. Um, we had a little bit more proactive patrol at that time. Um, where they went out checking for dog licenses and things of that nature. As obviously economies changed and, and services and demands change, it's downsized a little bit. But, you know, there was a short period of time in 2019 where we closed the shelter. Um, and then the outcry from our residents was so great 
that lucky for you, right. your lifelong dream of being a dog catcher, we were able to reopen it with some smart, you know, our township administration planned, and they did some, some things where we were able to bring that service back to our residents. Um, because in that meantime, our officers were doing it. So while, it, while we, we will absolutely do it when you're not on duty, it took away the officers from doing proactive police patrols, right. uh, you know, looking for criminals, because we, we offer a service to our residents that we, we did not want to take away from our residents. Um, so w when we get a lost dog, what are some of the things, you know, we get dogs turned into us quite frequently that are lost or out there. Let's talk a little bit about the requirements that they're supposed to have. Uh, you know, if they're over, what, is it a year old they have, they're supposed to be licensed? Um, after six months. Six months. Um, they, you got to apply for, um, it's got to have a, basically, the, 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 I, I would say the only reason why they, like a township or a county wants your dog licensed is for the rabies vaccination. Just make sure that they're all vaccinated. Yeah, and it helps us if relocate. Uh, dogs that are had the microchips how do we handle do we check every dog that comes in I, we, I, we have readers correct right we have we have a reader um i scan the dog and then if i do get a chip number i call uh 1-800 home again that's just one of the um, microchip companies and then if, if it's not registered with them they'll tell me who it's registered with and i get a hold of the people were you surprised um, i know you work closely with officer Soli at times our community relations officer in the cable studio to get pictures, and when I say you, Laura, and yourself, um, to get pictures out to, to notify our community that, hey, we may have a dog in custody or an animal in custody that we um, brought into the station. Um, are, you, are you surprised at how many responses we get on Facebook posts and what, how much community outcry to help there is? Absolutely. Well, we had that Bernie's Mountain Dog, and I, I, I would have to say we probably got over 100 calls for that dog. Yeah. They wanted to do two, wanted to adopt that dog out. So we actually just um, met with the lady that the new, what would, what would her title be? Takes care of the websites. So we're, we're partnering with Pet Finder now. Okay. So now any kind of dog that we get in that's stray or lost that nobody claims, we're going to put them on. The, there'll be a link on, on the township website. You could adopt that dog through Pet Finder. Yeah, and that's one of the nice things, too, is, you know, on Monday we did some awards and we awarded our own cable studio for helping us out on some recruiting efforts and some videos that they really uh, partnered with us on. But we also use our cable studio now that they're fully staffed, which we haven't been fully staffed in a long time in the cable studio, um, to be able to provide those that information to our residents. We really need to be we, – we try to be out in front of these things with our residents so that we can um, – keep them up to date and and the bernice mountain dog i i know we had to actually put information on the website that yeah. you know because of some of the comments um but let's let's talk about that a little bit our our shelter our primary goal is to house the animals and reunite with the owner that's the ultimate goal right right we're i don't want to say we're a no-kill shelter um because if we get a sick or injured animal we may have no choice, but we work very hard. And if we do it once a year, once every couple of years where we have to put an animal down, um, and obviously in a humane way through a veterinarian, um, I'm talking a domestic animal. Um, our whole goal, though, is to work and in, in re either one, reunite them with the families or adopt them out. If they can't be adopted out for some behavioral issue, we really try to go towards a, a rescue who can you know, sometimes rehab the dog. That would be the only reason, even like the count, like on a county level or even a smaller level like us, the only reason that they would put down a dog would be like a behavior, like unplaceable. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, you adopted the dog out. He didn't get a, uh, well, uh, no, he didn't get along with other dogs. 
or, or he, you know, some dogs are jealous. Every dog's got a different personality, so. Yeah. And um, some dogs are just mean. It's just in their nature, and, you know. And we have great resources over at the animal shelter that, that really help us place the animals in, in other areas so we don't have to, um, you know, go the route of putting an animal down. Right. Well, like Laura being in the business 20 years, she, she networked and met a ton of people and knows that she's very resourceful. So. Well, that's one of the questions I have on here is our relationships with our area agencies. We are so against um, trying not to do that, that you guys work closely, I know, and I'll use an example of Sterling Heights. Yep. You know, as we get, um, as our shelter either becomes low on dogs, which, again, we're, 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 we may take in or help another agency Try to either house a dog so that they're so that we can find other alternative motives for that or uh, locations for that dog. A lot of cities are partnered with the Humane Society, how, um, but like Sterling Heights, I think Madison Heights will take some dogs from Warren. They got very they got like four kennels in like a garage type of thing, like a setting, and when they get full, we'll take a dog from to help them out. So yeah. and we get, and we get adopt them out. Right. Yeah, I can't. Pretty I mean, fast, actually. So they've sent us some great animals. Yes, they um, have. Yeah, we I, took I one from today from them. We took a. Uh, like a three-year-old Akita, I think. So yeah, and that, and that's one of the things too is our employees, our dispatchers, our some of our officers on nights, they'll actually come over there and take the dogs out, walk them around, you know, our campus, um, as some, for some exercise or to get out of their car at three o'clock in the morning when they're when they're tired. You and know? that's beneficial for the dogs too. Like I, what I've learned is like when a dog's in the kennel needs something to do, even, even like a ten-minute walk for a dog is like is like huge for their. Um, what would you call that? Like mental health. Yeah. So. Well, we want to keep them, you know, active and um, hopefully reunite them with their owner. Uh, wildlife. We get a lot of calls for wildlife. Ton of and wildlife. We, men we mentioned it a little bit already. Um, you know, I, I, have you been on bats in houses yet? I have not got a bat yet. No? I have not got a bat. Yeah, I've experienced that myself. It wasn't pretty. Um, <laughs> but we just want to let our residents know that if, if there's a service that we can provide, you know, we obviously if there's an animal in the attic, we, we just can't go in an attic sometimes. Um, but we'll try to give them some advice or give them some referrals on where to go or, you know, some other type of right. um, critter control type thing who can get into an attic. We don't, the last thing we want to do is get an attic and fall through someone's ceiling. Well, it, it just takes time to trap an animal like that. You got to go back there and re, re, reset the bait for the trap and it just takes time and we're, we don't have that the resource for that. But. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about animal trapping. I know we will loan traps out to, to residents to, to capture nuisance animals, but I think one thing that we have to caution our residents on is relocating them um, so could be illegal through the DNR. I believe that it is. I'm not 100% positive, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. So like, like critter control, those guys, they have a special permit for the, with the DNR so then they could take that nuisance animal and then either, go, I, I'm not sure if they go put it down or, or they relocate it. Right. But I had a call this morning, lady. I said I could drop the trap off, but I said I can't trap that raccoon underneath your underneath your deck. And then where am I going to take it? So now that that raccoon's going to be a nuisance for somebody else. Right. Because it goes underneath somebody else's deck. Yeah, and we. we and I we, can't. I think that the biggest thing is the transporting is that we need the permit for. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, you know, the DNR is strict with even with us, which is right. I mean, you know, we're licensed through, actually through the state MDAR to have our correct, um, and they do annual inspections of our shelter. Um, and, you know, we've recently actually were able to upgrade uh, through some grants our animal shelter with, um, you know, a, a private company who wishes to remain anonymous, which, but if, if they're out there and they know who they are, we, we truly appreciate they were able to upgrade our entire H, our yeah, HVAC. And, and then they also just recently up, upgraded our uh, lobby area. 
um, that we and we created it. Did we we created a pet adoption room too, right? Where people want to come and. Um, um, yeah, they put, we have a door behind the um, reception area, so you can put a dog back there, let them run around, go back there and meet them. Yeah, which is great for our really nice our residents. Um, any anything that you're surprised about in this job yet? Any interesting calls that you're just like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. I'm I'm shocked of the, of the wildlife out there. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of deceased animals a lot of lot of lot of deer getting hit you know because telegraph's a busy street yep. whatever but we, we get a lot of you know roadkill and which is unfortunate but i mean it's just part of it's part of life. well that's just another service we provide right. our residents correct is and, it's, that and if, that's a big if, one too right like you you have a deer let's just say you take away this my position and you have a deer in your backyard with the county because they're they spread so come. thin, they're, they're, it's, it's going to be a while. Yeah, they, they, they won't come on private property. So if, if we did not have our own animal welfare uh, officer, or, or, or um, you wouldn't get that service. Oakland County did service us for a little while. They, they, they provide great service, but they, they are so large, they can't individualize every community. So they have to set boundaries and guidelines as well. Um, yeah, and I know, you, like you said, you, you've really learned that the wildlife out here is uh, one of your primary duties, and we take pride in, in offering that service to our residents. So, well, I appreciate you coming on today. Anything, I appreciate you uh, me on. anything else you want to share with our community? No, I look forward to. I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be around for a while. Um, but it's it's been a pleasure so far for the last six months serving the, uh, the township residents. And and our shelter's open. Right now, it's open from seven to three. That's how, you know, and we hired. We just hired a second person that starts next week. So, so. I'd say within two months, um, the shelter will be open until 5 o'clock. Yeah, that's good. And our uh, the phone number for the shelter is 248-433-7757. Yeah. Uh, or they can call our dispatch number at the 248-433-7755. Uh, again, I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, if anybody has any questions, they, they're more than welcome to reach out to you. Have you stop by the residence, even if it's a stop by to say hi. Or stop to have them stop by the shelter, too. Was, I want to touch base on one more thing. A lot of people, we didn't, you know, they didn't know we had it. Like, I get a lot from a lot of residents. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know we had a shelter. But we do. We do. So that's why we made some adjustments on the township website. So... And, yeah, and, and like I said, you partner well with our our uh, public information departments to get the information out. So if somebody's interested in adopting an animal, or, uh, yeah, we, we do have be, cats, kittens. Yep, kittens, uh, cats, turtles, finches. I mean, you, we just you, like like Laura said, you never know what's going to come through the door. Right. You never but, know. So. But you didn't think you'd be uh, feeding ground or uh, guinea pigs every day. I, I didn't think that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Chris, I want to thank you for coming thank on. Thank you, Chief. I appreciate it. A lot of people have lived in the township for 30 years and walk in and say, I never knew we had a shelter and we've been here for 35 years. Animals come to the shelter, either they're found stray in the township and we will take surrendered animals from Bloomfield, Franklin or Birmingham as well. We mostly take in cats and dogs, but we take in guinea pigs, we have an iguana, we have hamsters. You never know what's going to walk through that door. I have a dog from Bloomfield Township Animal Shelter that lives and stays with me. I adopted him years ago when I was on patrol and he fits in great with the family. So we do partner with vets around here. We also partner with Oakland County uh, Animal Shelter. They'll do some of their veterinary services for us, whether it's spaying or neuter, to help us keep our costs down, but also help them with their population of animals.
I was approached by a nonprofit foundation who wanted to do some help with Bloomfield Township and our animal shelter. We have a front desk that has been there since about the 80s. We have tile cracking, the desks are coming up, not a lot of storage for supplies. Uh, so we were able to get approval for uh, about $29,000 in grant money to totally redo our front entrance way. I am a full-time animal welfare officer for the township. We pick up dead animals on the side of the roadway or in someone's backyard. If we have a larger animal, like a, a heavier deer, I can call for backup, call for an officer, they would assist me in doing that. If a resident wants to report an animal, you would call a dispatch non-emergency number. When we take an animal that's either lost or we find it abandoned, we put it on our lost and found website. We have different resources to try to locate its owner. The best thing to do for your pet before you lose it is get a microchip and make sure you have a current license. First we scan them for a chip. If no chip, we will look on many websites where people post lost pets. If you are looking for a new family member or you want to adopt, always remember that we're here. We have plenty of cats and lots of great dogs. And come in and see if there's a fit for you before you go out and shop. Welcome back to our Community Readiness Podcast. Uh, this past Monday night, we were able to promote two of our officers to the rank of detective. Our school liaison officer, Kelly McGraw, and our school security officer, Marissa Miller, were both uh, promoted to the rank of detective. They will replace two of our outgoing and retiring detectives in uh, Detective John Hustis and Detective Corey Donberger. Both of them have been great assets to our agency with their investigative experience, uh, that, that their experience, their mentorship their, will, will be hard to replace. Uh, but we're excited for the opportunity for two new younger detectives to come into place. Uh, and there's a lot to learn and we're excited for them. We also had the opportunity to award several officers for actions uh, in the last year. Uh, our officer, Ed Ryan, was selected as officer of the year. Uh, our social worker, who was on a couple weeks ago, Hillary Nussbaum, was selected by as civilian of the year. The important things with some of these awards is that they're peer selected. Uh, there's a peer panel who uh, selects and decides who is going to be the officer of the year. Uh, and, and same with our awards committees. We have an awards committee who reviews all the award write-ups and they are the final make the final determination on who gets awards. Uh, this year. A letter of recognitions were given to Officer Elliot Wilson and Officer Bob Zaremba. Uh, honorable mention certificates were given to Officer Chris Palomano, retired Detective James Moschel, and Detective Chris Waganka. There was a unit commendation that was given to Bloomfield Township officers and detectives Van Kirkhoff, Officer Joe Mani, Detective John Hustis, mm -hmm. Detective James Moschel, Detective Corey Donberger, Detective Chris Waganka, Sergeant Aaron Sparks, Officer Tim Newsom, Dispatcher Christy Paquin, and Dispatcher Cassie Diamond. They all received a unit commendation for their work and their collaborative effort in apprehending uh, home invasion suspects that were on a multi-state uh, crime spree. Several Troy officers were awarded as well, as a, with an honorable mention from our agency, for their uh, help in apprehending these suspects and taking off, uh, recovering stolen items and recovering stolen guns. Uh, 
it was a night of Detective Oganka as he was awarded a life-saving award for actions off-duty while he was with his family at a restaurant when someone became unresponsive. Uh, him and another patron performed CPR and brought the and saved the gentleman's life. Uh, Dispatcher Bader was offered a, or awarded a meritorious service for her actions while dis on the phone with a suicidal subject. Uh, she was able to get the subject to come to our station for further mental health treatment. Uh, Detective Oganka, again, was awarded a meritorious service medal for the recovery of stolen property. Uh, in the same case, it was a stolen golf cart. Officer Nick Soley was awarded a letter of recognition. We also, I mentioned earlier in our podcast about our cable studio, we awarded our cable studio with appreciation, a plaque for appreciation and their efforts to help us with our recruiting efforts. We are still hiring uh, five to six more police officers, but they were instrumental in us hiring our current five that we have going through our process right now. Uh, just an update on a tragedy that happened on Monday night at about 6 p.m. We did have a... Uh, ATV accident in the area of Waddles and Kensington on private property. A 39-year-old individual was riding on a side-by-side -side or a four-wheel utility-type vehicle uh, when they lost control and struck a tree. Uh, unfortunately, that individual did pass away on the way to the hospital. Uh, he's a 39-year-old uh, male subject, and uh, our condolences go out to his family. Uh, with in. With that, we want to remind, as the weather gets warmer, uh, ATVs, our off-road vehicles, which are not necessarily permitted in the township, uh, we just want to remind everybody the motorcycle season is back. Um, the roads, with the nicer weather, be aware of your surroundings uh, and make smart decisions and buckle up. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's May 10th, 2023 Community Readiness Podcast, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.